Welcome back to the conversation, everyone. Welcome back. And if you are a return listener, if you are a part of the tribe, then you know already what I'm going to say we're going to do on this call today, what we're going to do in this conversation. We're going to have fun. <laughs> I know I say that every single time because I think these ideas and the conversations we have in are actually very, very fun and hopefully equally as insightful. Well, today we're going to talk about something that captures the imagination of millions of people. It's an idea that people are seek, seeking, either openly or secretly seeking. In fact, it's about secrets. What we're talking about is the notion, the idea of secret knowledge. Secret knowledge. That's the focus of today's conversation. So guess what? It's not going to be secret. Not today. All right, all right. Let's jump right in. Secret knowledge. Actually, it's the potential trap of secret knowledge. So what we're going to talk about today is this idea of secret knowledge. Not the common connotation of the idea where there's knowledge that's being kept from you, there's knowledge that's being kept secret from you. We're gonna talk about the knowledge that you are keeping secret. What we mean by that is we're gonna talk about the disconnect between knowing something and demonstrating the knowledge of something. Very smart person once said to me that there's no such thing as undemonstrated knowledge. And that's a pretty interesting idea to look at things. So what we're going to do to talk about today is the potential trap of the knowledge that we tend to keep secret, either on purpose or by accident. These things we claim to know but cannot show or choose not to show. We don't we don't. These are things that we know that we think we can show. But many cases, these are things that we know that we don't bother to show. And life is full of these examples where people claim to know something, but they don't act on what they claim to know. And we're going to take for granted that that wise person's description of undemonstrated knowledge is true. So a very useful way to look at the things you claim to know are where do you see evidence of you having that actual knowledge? Where do you see evidence in your life's experience where you demonstrate that you actually have that knowledge? And here's why I consider this secret knowledge in this context a trap. It's a trap because we create value and we create a good feeling associated with that value just from the idea that we know a thing. We think it's valuable. In fact, we hear it all the time. Knowledge is power. We, we kind of assume and we, we build into our language and the resulting behavior from that language that there's just tremendous value, worthly value, real-time, real-time, everyday value in knowing something, in just knowing something. The problem with that, I'm going to make the argument on this conversation. The problem with that 
is that unless that knowledge is demonstrated, it's not actual action. It's just potential. It's nothing. It's just it's just the potential for something to happen. So we think about the last time, you know, your friends tell you how, you know, if they wanted to, they could. And let's fill in the blank. What comes after that? Lose five pounds, start a business, do a better job than their boss. They have all these things that they claim to know, but they don't have the mechanism or the demonstration where they can show it. They don't. They, these are things that are disconnected from their willingness or their ability or their or even wanting to even show it. And I believe, and this is what I'm going to have you consider, I, I offer this for your consideration, that part of the reason they are not motivated to go show it or to prove that they know it is because they feel they feel the benefit. They feel the value of that comes along with them thinking that they know something. Wow. I just read this great book, and because I've read this book, I have all this new knowledge. I am better now. I feel good about myself. I feel better about myself. I'm smarter than I was yesterday or last week or last month. Therefore, I'm more valuable. The problem is, if you didn't apply anything from that book, nothing really has changed but potential. The only thing that's changed in that example is that person's potential. So my challenge to us and all of us, because I have to constantly remind myself, is to not just feel good about the accumulation of knowledge, the acquisition of knowledge. In fact, the acquisition of knowledge might be misleading in, in the way we even frame the language because it's just information. And until you act on it, you, one might argue, like we did five minutes ago, that it has no real meaning. It doesn't truly even yet exist. Another common example I give is to imagine that you're in a house and you're sitting before a bookshelf. And you've this on this bookshelf is every book known about fire, the chemistry of fire and the behavior of fire. And also on that same bookshelf is everything known about fighting fires, how to extinguish fires, how to put them out from all kind of methods, all kind of tools, all kind of every angle. And you have just a bookshelf on these two subjects. And you've read every book on the bookshelf multiple times. Let's just say, we, to make this an extreme example, you've read every book on these bookshelves multiple times. So you are now in a fire expert, a firefighter, basically a firefighting expert. But here's the real reality. And this is the point of this conversation today. If your house was on fire and you didn't get up to demonstrate some of the knowledge that you've acquired from those from all of those books, your house would burn down. If your house is on fire you're headed down the wrong path. You're not, you don't see the point in your, your career path has a dead end and you don't take action, then your house will burn down. If your house is on fire, you know, the scale keeps going in the wrong direction as the years go by. The way you feel in the morning isn't how you particularly want to feel when you first get going. If your house is on fire and it, it doesn't matter what you know or claim to know, it's what you demonstrate that's going to make the difference. 
So the whole idea of this potential hidden knowledge, this secret knowledge trap is the fact that the trap is to feel good about the fact that you've acquired the knowledge. That can be the potential to feel good. We should train ourselves to feel good when we demonstrate the knowledge that we have acquired. Quite often, we're going to realize in the attempt to demonstrate that knowledge, we're not as clear on some of the things we thought we understand as we might have been. It's funny how action brings into focus a very, very distinct uh, acuity on reality. You know, one of my favorite collections of philosophies, like in the big sense, like universal philosophies, are actually a collection of philosophies that um, are attributed to ancient Hawaiians, the ancient Hawaiian cultures, uh, Huna, Huna. And one of their, they have basically seven core philosophies or principles that they kind of, that drives the way the universe works in their, in their paradigm. But one of them states that results is the greatest evidence of truth. Think about that. Think about a core philosophy that says results are the greatest evidence of truth. That's a pretty profound way of stating that, uh, you know, there's no such thing as undemonstrated knowledge or <laughs> knowledge, information, knowledge, the know-how with no action is has less value or no value. So think about this. Think about where you are in your station in life and think about how much of your self-identity, the value that you give to who you have become and are becoming is associated with the accumulation of information, the accumulation of knowledge. And how much of your value are you assigning to the demonstration of what you have accumulated, the actual demonstration of that knowledge, to make that secret knowledge demonstrated, not secret. In fact, what's coming to mind right now is that in the context of secret knowledge being the knowledge we just keep inside, the things we think we know but do not bother to show, in the context of that being secret knowledge, I would go as far as to say as in this context, secret knowledge is not sacred knowledge. Sacred being knowledge that is universally good for you, good, you, you know, that, that knowledge. They're, they're two separate things that the minute you, the secret becomes demonstrated, it has the potential to become sacred. Very useful, very profound, impactful on your world and your life. So that's the conversation for today. Hope it gave you something to think about. Um, the idea of secret knowledge is very pervasive in our culture. Um, part of it is, I think, because we are becoming aware that life is a bit mysterious, right? There are some things we are just now getting our minds around. And especially when you look at, you know, links between where modern science is turning the corner and how it parallels ancient wisdom and these type of things, then we, it, it seems to make plausible sense that there might be some, some under, some, some, uh, information or knowledge that is not common to most people 
And the and but then people extrapolate, which I would argue is true because that's in any case, right? Any specialized knowledge is not common to most people. But then to, we we make the leap that the reason why it's not available to most people is because it's purposefully being kept from us. That's the kind of connotation most people have when they think of secret knowledge. But in the context of this conversation. Um, <laughs> We, we might be able to look at that in a slightly different way. In fact, um, you, you know, people that aren't pursuing change, that aren't actually pursuing change or growth or s- some need for change or growth are probably not pursuing the things where they would discover or uncover the knowledge required to do those very things. It's funny how action generates results. Results generates information. Information generates more action. And we get into this loop. Part of our conversations here at Symbol Athletica is to find these ways to modify our habits in such a way that we find ourselves in positive loops. Things that keep happening over and over and over and over, but things that keep happening that serve us. My friends, this has been a fun conversation for me. Hopefully it was <laughs> gave you something to think about. If you know other people that you think might like the conversation we're having here, please let them know that there's a conversation being had here at Symbol Athletica in our collective quest to get better at stuff. I also invite you to go back and look through and tune into some of the interviews we're now having. They are fantastic. These people are, are they, they're, they're doing some pretty interesting things. And I think um, I wouldn't invite them to, I wouldn't invite them to be interviewed if I didn't think the result of the conversation would be highly useful um, to you. If for nothing else, inspiring you through new perspective and vantage point that you might use to help architect your direction, your path in a better, more productive way. Thanks for tuning in and I will see you on the next episode.